What if your boss insisted each year that you take a three-week hiatus from work? No checking email, no work calls, nothing whatsoever. Turns out some companies are doing exactly this. It's called a work reset. We were so intrigued by the concept that we recruited the CEO of a company that has implemented a work reset to join us for today's episode and tell us what it is, what inspired it, and what it really looks like now that it's in motion. And are there any downsides? Let's dive in. So I am taking 100% full credit (laughs) for this amazing topic today. Fully deserved. Because I heard it mentioned in a work setting. Now I've got my cookbook coming out at the end of September. So I have a publicist and her team helping me with broadcast publicity. And her firm, her publicity firm, actually has this thing called a reset where they are required to take three weeks off to just recharge themselves and their creativity. And I immediately contacted you because you were the first person I was thinking when I when I heard about it. Thought we have to we have to learn more about this. Oh yeah. So yeah. Kristen Carver Smith is my publicist, and that's who we are bringing to you today. So Kristen, we're so glad to have you. Yes, yeah, so excited to be here with you both. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for making the time. I want I you have an amazing bio, so I really want listeners to hear it. So I'm going to go through it, and then <laughs> we will good. dive into all the exciting things. Kristen Carver Smith is CEO and founder of the New Fashioned Company. It's a talent and PR agency that represents bold ideas and brave voices. She spent the last decade helping clients across a variety of industries, from sports to music to nonprofits. I mean, the list is long. Her clients have appeared on ABC Good Morning America, NBC Today, CNN, and and so many more. I actually had to, to trim the list down because we were going to be here for a long while if I kept reading them all. And then when she's not helping her clients make the news or turn their passion into paychecks, who does not want to turn their passion into paychecks, you mm-hmm. can find her with her nose in a book or dancing in her kitchen like nobody's watching. She moves all around the country with her husband, Nick, and their fur child, Grayson. So, Kristen, did I forget anything that you really want to mention? I mean, there, there are so many amazing accolades, or maybe there's like one news outlet that you were like most proud of. Mm. I would say the Associated Press. I mean, I think every publicist like loves getting the Associated Press. It's such a it's such a hard get. But the amount of pickups and just the visibility that that creates. um, Yeah, I got a call from them actually last week for for a client. And uh, it was a quick turn. It's about three hours notice. And um, and we made it work. And so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of that one. That's awesome. That is really exciting. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The Associated Press is a big get. So thank you for taking the time to come and talk to us today, by the way. I mean, it sounds like you're very busy these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have lots of exciting projects and amazing people like Carolyn that we're working with and things that we're working on. And, um, you know, I just, I, I adore this work, helping bold ideas and brave voices get seen, heard and paid. It's like, I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Right. It's like, it's, it's my favorite thing. It's what, it's what gets me up every morning. 
Well, she's really good at what she does. I can attest. And what sold me is her personal approach to each of the clients that she's working with. You know, which is why just the cookie cutter approach yeah. um, to, you know, like book publicity. It was, she listened to me. That's great. You know? See, and, and that's just, I feel like the sign of a, a great business. Yeah. So let me tell you just a little more background about how I just... What prompted me to ask Kristen, what is this reset? So <laughs> she, um, Kristen is the CEO, and Catherine is actually the senior publicist on my account okay. that I work with. Um, and then there were a few more on the team, and we had an initial call where I met the others on the team, already knew Kristen, and I met Catherine. And <clears throat> they said, it was just like a Thursday, and within the call, they mentioned, now, Catherine is going to be out the next three weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, Kristen and, a, and another publicist will be handling all your stuff. Don't worry, though. Catherine will be copied. She'll be out. Mm-hmm. She's gone on her reset. And so I don't think I ask anything on the call. But then my understanding was I should keep copying Catherine on emails. But, like, don't expect to reply, but just keep her in the loop. And so I got, when I copied her on an email, like the ne- early the next week to mm-hmm. Kristen's team, I got this response. This is what I forwarded to you. It was in her signature. She had put, I am out on three weeks, something to the effect on my reset. It says, thank you so much for your note. I'm currently out of the office on my annual reset and won't be checking any email during that time. She put the dates in there. And then she gave a direction for, like, clients, reach out to these folks, media, reach out to these folks. And then uh, this awesome paragraph, it said, annual resets are a new initiative for our company this year, one that we're proud to offer as a benefit to all team members as we continue to work toward creating a more just and joyful world through the new-fashioned company. Working in and around the news every day is hard, and it's easy to get burnt out. To protect our team's well-being, each employee chooses a three-week period during the year to take off and reset. During that time, absolutely no work or email checking is allowed. Our hope with this benefit is that our team remains healthy and whole and able to approach their work with renewed creativity. Thank you for understanding and patience. Oh, thank you for your understanding and patience as we figure out how to harmonize our team's well-being with our desire to serve our clients and media friends as well. We want to know more. And how did you think of this or where did you hear about it? And, you know, what made you actually implement it? And have you, you know, just don't mean for you to answer all of this at once, but, you know, just uh, we're just yeah. buzzing with ideas. Have you gotten more positive pushback or negative pushback? And just, yeah, yeah. we want to know everything. Um, yeah. Well, I'll start by saying that I've actually, um, I, you know, I did have concerns that people would have a negative response. I think of this like, oh my gosh, my person is out or, you know, um, we're unreachable or something like that. I was, you know, slightly concerned about that, but the response has been so positive and actually, you know, um, I, I know that you got that email, Carolyn, and you reached out to me and I've had so many people do that forward it and be like, we have to talk more about what this is. Also, I wish my company was doing this. This is the way that work should work. And I think it's been so affirming for us making a 
I consider it an innovative decision. Maybe not, a, you know, others would consider it a risky decision when I was toying with the idea for creating a reset period. Um, I hadn't actually seen anything out there like this. I had seen career breaks, right, of, of a company allowing individuals to take career breaks and maybe take sabbaticals and things like that and return after a year. But the problem that I always saw was that, that pay was not offered. And so I wanted to make sure that if our team members went on sabbatical, that not only were they, you know, were they having this opportunity to recharge and rejuvenate, but that they were being compensated for that too, because we don't rest well when we're concerned about when we're going to eat, right? Or if we can pay our rent. And so that's not really a reset. That's a, that's a freak out. And so I did not, I did not want that to be the case for our team members. So it was 2020 and, you know, all, everybody, right. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, what is happening in this world? Um, we're, we're all exhausted. There's so much happening. And I think specifically for comms professionals, you know, our job is to consume news and information all day, every day. So there is an enormous um, responsibility to that. It's also, I think, at times it can be a pretty heavy burden to carry in the form of other people get to unplug from the headlines. You know, they get to say, I'm detoxing from social media. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to flip the channel. And as publicists, we don't, we don't have the luxury of doing that because we've, we've sort of taken up this responsibility of we're going to figure out uh, where our bold ideas and brave voices fit into the news narrative. And it's our job to be on top of that. And so that can be exciting and really rewarding, especially when you get coverage like the Associated Press, right? Or Good Morning America, like that can, that's huge. And it can also be really exhausting, both mentally and I think even creatively. So when I was thinking about Reset, there was a number of reasons that I that I wanted to, to create this kind of period of time in which people could really um, plug back into themselves. And one was to prioritize their mental well-being, but two was also creativity. Um, I didn't, you know, I sort of didn't realize that by creating the new Fashioned Co., that there was going to be built-in accountability with that name, right? Like we literally have to approach everything from a new standpoint. And, um, and that means the, the work piece of this too, right? How do we actually thrive in the PR industry? Because there's a ton of burnout Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of turnover in this industry, in the media industry in general. So how can we actually do this from a new fashion standpoint? And I believed that reset periods were it. I love this. Is there something, is there anything, and you don't have to go deeper, share details, but what made you realize as an employer that your employees' mental wellness was so important? I mean, it had to come from something, just personal experience. Was it your personal experience being in the media world for so long? Yeah, I think it was a combination of my own experience. I mean, I remember very specifically like two years into you know, the, the publicity industry serving as a publicist in the entertainment and lifestyle industry specifically, I think I had like a call that good morning America needed something at like 4am. And, you know, I was staying up until like midnight, most nights working on things, working on releases, working on pitches, working on media schedules. And then I remember like them needing something at 4am for a segment and just being like, I'm exhausted. 
I'm so exhausted and, and also like feeling for my counterpoints in the media of, you know, when I turn on world news at night and watch David Muir and, and I watch him deliver some of the like heartbreaking news that he has to share with us, like night after night, sometimes I will literally look at him and go, David, how, like, how can you keep a straight face during this? Because I know that I'd be breaking into tears or, or you know, sobs um, while having to share this type of information. So part of it was from that experience of just being exhausted and not really having significant chunks of time where I could plug into myself, where I could kind of like, you know, un- unplug from the headlines, but also restore creatively. And I saw the same thing kind of happening with our team of, yes, we had these amazing projects and amazing clients that we're working with. And I always see like a symptom of burnout in my team, um, you know, when our when our kind of like creativity drops mm-hmm. yeah. too. And because I have such amazing creative team members and, you know, so I know that they need time when I see some of that dwindle. And that's not to say that like, we're not all going to have times where like, you know, I believe that our best fluctuates from day to day. So some days my creativity is 110% and some days it's 20%. And that's the absolute best that I can do that day. And so, you know, I'm not saying that we need to, um, you know, we need to kind of like be at our creative tip top every single day, but I did want to provide more opportunities for that to happen. So I think it was kind of a combination of both. So, so right. Like I think too, actually one of the things as you were talking earlier, I wanted to, I wanted to point out was that, I mean, as a former, you know, media person, I fully hear you like with burnout it it's not only do I feel like I went through stages of it at different times um but I know that I've seen like former co-workers go through it for sure um but also I think that there are other industries that probably experience it in a different way like I mean I really think that anybody that operates as an agency um for 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 operates as an agency you know where they have like multiple clients from multiple places because there's that feeling of like I mean I'm, I'm thinking about like a creative agencies but also yeah. even like in the real estate world like you know oh, buying yeah. and selling your house is like the biggest the biggest financial decision you'll probably ever make at different periods in your life but that real estate agent has like 10 of you or more you know right. what I mean and right. so there's there any industry where that where you are serving multiple people, there's that feeling of constantly being on and and having to be on. And where there's no, where it's acceptable to reach out outside business hours. Correct. Where there's a need to, you know, or you might miss this opportunity. Well, therapy, right? Like, you know, my heart goes out to therapists that have had to, like, that have had to guide the rest of us through the, the past several years. Like, you know, therapy for the therapist, right? Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I hate to say it, but I think, I think what makes this work is you're forced to take it or that is what would make it work for me. Cause I would not, I don't know. I I like to be busy. I like to work. I a hundred percent would need something like this, but I also a hundred percent would need, you know, my boss to say, you are taking this and you are not checking emails. I think y'all said that you actually, like, if you caught your employees checking emails, like you, you said like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, don't do this. You're on your reset. It's the culture you've created 
for this mm-hmm. reset too that makes a difference that actually enables you to take the reset I would guess yeah yeah I was, I was just gonna say that I think with the um you know we have unlimited vacation and we have reset periods so we had wow. unlimited vacation in 2020 the problem was that nobody was taking it yeah interesting and so that's why you know that like when I was thinking about okay how do we how do we help people because again we have so many individuals on our team too that are so passionate about who they're representing and the work that they're working on they love it and they need to be told okay we can't including myself like I had to this is as much for you know our team as it is for me in the form of you know I I don't do a great job taking time off. And so this forces me to do that. And it forces me to model it for the rest of my team too. Yeah. So Kristen, when you were saying that you guys had unlimited vacation and nobody was taking it, can you dive into that a little bit more? So for example, were, were people taking it, but they were still checking in or were people literally not taking vacation? I think there were some individuals that were absolutely, truly not taking any vacation, honestly, myself included. I was one of those people, like a CEO and founder, you carry those like that, Mm -hmm. that responsibility of, oh my gosh, everybody needs me all the time. I'm still working through that mind trash. I think we, you know, well, that's a journey that I'll be on for forever. But there were still employees that really weren't taking any time off. And then there were employees that were taking time off, but were still checking email during that. And so I think drawing those boundaries too of saying, you know, and this year it's been so fun to see our team members really take advantage of, you know, all right, when they are on vacation, we don't hear from them, you know, unless it's like a really hot interview request, it's and you know, that might come through and then it's forwarded to us, right? So it's not like someone's texting us and it's a, you know, there's there's some sort of huge correspondence or, or exchange that's happening there. I will say the company I work for right now, we have unlimited vacation and I love it. I love it from the perspective of like, I came, I'm new into this particular industry. I, you know, I was fairly senior in my previous industry and then I worked for myself. So I came from having a lot of vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that I was going to have to go back to that, like, you get two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have yeah. kids, you're like, two weeks? Is, like, that's not even their holidays. Um, yep. And so I was, like, really grateful for the unlimited vacation. What I've noticed, however, and this comes from the top down, is that nobody turns off. They mm-hmm. They take they take vacation, but they're still checking Slack. They're still responding in Slack. People will actually, I had this in a meeting just the other week. Uh, we were in a meeting. We needed something from a coworker, and I and it was like a Thursday. And I was like, well, he's on vacation this week. So we will, I said, I will um, ping him. I'll make a note, and I will ping him in Slack on Monday when he's back. Mm-hmm. And someone... Uh, more senior than me was like, oh, we'll just tag him right now in Slack. And I thought to myself, I was like, Mm-mm. this, Mm-mm. like, first of all, this is a minor request, minor right. in the grand scheme yeah. of thing. Like he deals with big name clients for us. And for the, for the love of God, do we really have to do this? Like, that's just not, <laughs> yeah. it's not cool. Um, 
But anyway, that was why I wanted why I wanted to ask you if people were actually taking it and they were just checking in or because because from the top down, I see this like culture um, of of what it you know, what it does. And also on the flip side, I'm also I'm the the oldest in the office. I was about to, I was about to share that with Kristen. I am the oldest. She works for a startup. I work for a tech startup. She's the elder. Uh, yeah, which I've never <laughs> been before in my life. But I also feel like I feel like now I have this like grandmother perspective where I'm like, you guys mm. are gonna burn out. Like you're you can't yeah. you can't sustain this. You're gonna lose your creativity. You're going to introduce you know new things into your life, like getting married or having kids. Anyway, I yeah. digress. Yeah, and and <clears throat> and I think that you know over the the last couple of years has really exposed a lot of our poor personal and professional boundaries. Yes, and you know, and it's um, I think the especially for leaders. You know, there was this, I remember early on in 2020 of, you know, all I had was like, we were inside. So it was just like, this was the thing that I was like plugged into all the time. And so that was Mm -hmm. like, I responded a lot more than maybe I normally would, because quite frankly, I didn't have a life. (laughs) And, you know, and the the last couple of years, it's really, I've really done so much work personally in, you know, I have to have priorities outside of work because I don't, you know, I I do want us to make a meaningful impact and, you know, help others maybe revisit and um, create new ways to work. And I want there to be new stories told in media and on stages. And, you know, I also, I love interior design and I love spending time with my husband and walking my dog is fantastic, right? Like there's spending time with my friends. There's so many other things that, that needed to be reprioritized too. So I'm constantly aware of, you know, I have eyes that are watching me and, you know, if I'm not, if I'm asking one thing of them and doing something else, then what am I really communicating? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of leaders are doing that right now. A lot of community of a lot of leaders are saying, you know, go rest, go relax, take care of you. And then it's, then it's the pings mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't feel like you really mean it. So I want us to mean it. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's the, the walking, the walk, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. I'm really curious what uh, like what some of your teammate or, you know, staff has done on their reset. Like, are they yeah. like traveling to, you know, like Bali or are they staying at home and gardening? <laughs> are they like reorganizing their closets? Like, or do what they are they doing? Yeah. Do they just check out? Yeah. Yeah, I think what's so exciting is that because every single person is so different and because resetting and recharging means something different to each individual, it's been so fun. Like for, you know, one of our team members did like a retreat in the woods at this beautiful um, retreat and wellness property. She went for like a like five days or a week or so, um, you know, and then spent the rest of her time like just with her partner and with her loved ones. And, um, you know, we had another team member that, read a lot of books and books that weren't our clients' books, like books just for fun. <laughs> for fun. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for some of our team members, it's like they they were just so looking forward to, I think I'm going to sleep for three weeks. Yeah. You know, I think I'm like legit going to sleep for, for three weeks. And others, it's like, 
we've taken, you know, wonderful vacations, we've done, you know, yoga retreats and things like that. So, um, and we don't, you know, I don't suggest, hey, do this or do that or anything. I really leave that up to what's actually going to reset and help you restore and recharge. Do you have anybody that has kids? We don't right now, actually. And so it will be really interesting when we do have a working parent on our team hearing how they are resetting with yeah. children. I am dying to know because I'm just thinking to myself, like, I probably would would definitely reset if my kids went off to school and I stayed at home. And But I probably would also really need to find a way to go away for, like, at least a yeah, long weekend. Because, I mean, be, yeah. to be honest, work is kind of an escape for, from your kids. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was you why have to I work a little harder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have there been any negatives that you've seen? Yeah, like or any drawbacks any to implementing this. Have you had any pushback from clients or anything that made you pause? Like, should we be doing this? We haven't had any pushback from clients. Um, if anything, you know, I've heard. Honestly, they're excited to be represented by a firm that's like practicing some of the same things that they're practicing for themselves or that they want to. And so that's like, you know, I think when we are looking for the most kind of values aligned people to represent having someone that is excited about that benefit for our company rather than, you know, uh, disappointed or disturbed by it, right, is always something that we're looking for. Um, I think the most challenging aspects of reset, and we've tried to set this up, you know, for our team members to kind of to ease this piece is, is always this, you know, in the in the US specifically, when we take vacation, there's a ton of legwork that goes into preparing to be out, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. almost like you need a vacation from preparing for the vacation, yes. and then you mm-hmm. need a vacation from going on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think that there's like the those sort of Sunday scaries or the vacation scaries always happen once you've been out for a little bit and you're coming back and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to sort through my inbox or people are going to need so many things from me. And so what we tried to do is say, it actually defeats the purpose of resetting if we have an expectation that you come right back in Monday morning, completely plug in, right? It's like you never left at all. Yeah. So the way that we approach reset is that, you know, leading into reset, um, you know, we, we have like a full 360 view of where, where someone's projects are at so that our team can step in and support them. Um, they go on reset. And then when they return, um, our expectation of our team members is you're not going to take any calls. You're really not like, you're just kind of getting back into the habit of what it means to, what it means to be at the workplace. Right. And so, um, we actually, for, uh, you know, a lot of our employees, they'll do, um, half days the first week back, because let me tell you going from like three weeks with no screen and, (laughs) you know, not a ton of scrolling to all of a sudden you're, you know, you're on zoom for hours is, is just mentally exhausting. And again, that feels like all of this incredible growth that you've had during reset, it just wipes it out. Mm -hmm. And so, Again, we try to make sure that our team members, when they come back in, that they're really supported, that they don't lose all of this restoration that's happened by we're kind of throwing them, you know, back into the fire, so to speak, in week one. And that's been really, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of us that we kind of made that um, part of the reset period too. Yes. I will have to say something as a client. I, having gone through this, in fact, I'm finally, I'm reconnecting with Catherine last, next week, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's weird, but I mean, I'm excited. Um, but I, during this, the period um, that she was gone and, you know, then while she was coming back mm-hmm. into the office, I never once felt like, I was neglect neglected or anything like the coworkers jumped in and even Kristen herself like I was a, I still felt like a top priority it was not like oh I'm past you know if you need something here's my colleague or you right, know right you know I felt like a top um, priority and on another thing I noticed is the the new fashion um, co people that I worked with, like, they seemed excited to be taking over Catherine's clients. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't, like, they weren't, like, bitter at all, or they weren't, you know, it it wasn't just, oh, I've got to add this to my to-do list for the next three weeks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, there was nothing like that that I sensed at all. Um, Mm. It was was impressive, just the whole, evidently, environment and culture. That you've developed around it. Well, I think with that, what we, everyone gets so excited for people, you know, as they're preparing to take their reset and especially folks that have done reset, they're like, oh my God, I cannot wait for you. Like, I'm so excited for you. And so that is just like, honestly, that energy is really palpable. And, um, so I think there's like this extra enthusiasm and energy, you know, when one of our team members does go out on reset of, we want to make sure that they know that they are supported. And, you know, again, if we're actually a team, then we don't really do anything alone. Like certainly there are, you know, individual goals that are accomplished and wins and things like that too. But our team, it's very much a, you know, everything is a joint effort, whether that's creating a press kit, that is coordinating an interview, that is brainstorming a a new strategy for a client. So I think like building that, like, you know, that, um, that community in from the beginning, yeah. I, I saw that missing from a, a lot of, um, you know, PR agencies early on, actually, of just, it really felt, and I think other um, organi- organizations and companies can get this way too, where it's very individualistic in that we're all, it, it's kind of like, a, I got to get more than, than, than her or him or them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I've got to like, I got to be, I got to be the best, or I got to be the, I got to be the top. And I got to do the, all this on my own. It's like that superhero complex. And that doesn't happen with our team. It's like, we all wear capes. There's not just one of us that wears a cape. And so it's really exciting of when someone goes out, we're all like, yay, we're so happy for them. I imagine too that because everybody is going out and so everybody then has a turn to take their time out and then help out, you know, sometimes I think it it feels good. Like we like to help people because it also makes us feel good about who we are, right? So like you want to help you want to help your teammate have a great reset. You also know you're going to get a chance to have a great reset. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in that sense, like I imagine that it would really actually probably cultivate more of a cohesive team environment. You know, like I think about. But you wouldn't have that unless it was forced and everybody was doing it. Oh, I totally, you know? I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And the only, the only. For, I shouldn't say forced. Close, that sounds like comparison that I have is going out on maternity leave and Mm. 
that when when I after I had had a child and done a maternity leave, I was so much more adamant and supportive of other people mm. really unplugging during their maternity leave because not only had they stepped up for me, but I at least I had seen the value. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't see the value before. It was that I just hadn't personally lived it and understood it. Um, and, you know, and even now, like with paternity leave, which is like so much more popular than it was at least when I had my first child, um, mm -hmm. you know, same thing, like just really trying to support new parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just, you know, I think with, um, with, with our agency, I'm so excited for us to continue to kind of push the boundaries for what's possible on the benefit side. And that, in, you know, includes parental leave, right? Like we're, we're looking at what that policy might look like. You know, I don't think six months is enough. My, you know, my best girlfriends are all, all moms to littles and just watching them, you know, one of them is a physician's assistant and, yeah. you know, she, I would have loved to have seen her spend more time and again, not have to worry about the pay piece of it, right? Because she's the breadwinner. And, you know, and so we're, we're looking at what does that look like for the new fashion co? Does that look like, you know, is that something that's actually 12 months, right? Is that, um, you know, with, with full pay too. I, of course my accountants are like, what are you doing? You're a crazy lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm over here going, I, I really think that if we as companies want our employees to stay with us throughout the, the lifetime and the life cycle of our, of our clients as well, then that means that we can't look at them as we're, you know, you're serving on this project for the next couple of months. It's, I want you to be with me forever or at least I, I want us, uh, you know, the opportunity for us to, to sharpen one another. And I don't think that, you know, that I don't think six months is enough for new parents. I, I, I just don't. And I think there's still this, like, there, this holding on to the old fashioned of like, well, no, it's, it, we've always done it this way. Mm -hmm. So like, we've got to keep doing it this way. And, oh, that's too risky. But Again, like what I've seen all along the way is we continue to kind of challenge the old and, and look at like what might the new look like is we know that the old wasn't working anyway. It, it continues to fail for so many people, marginalized communities, women. And so I think, you know, I, I, we have not suffered financially from making these decisions. And that continues to affirm, you know, my confidence in providing expanded benefits for our team members. If anything, just looking from the outside, I would guess that you have only grown since doing that. And I love, I love that. Um, thank you for being such a leader in this area. Mm -hmm. um, quick question about scheduling. Like, at, does everybody know at the start of the year when their reset is? Do you get to pick or how does that work? Yeah, so we submit kind of toward the fall of the, uh, of the upcoming year. So we'll all kind of put in an October for like, these are the, re these are the reset periods that we'd like. And, you know, if someone took theirs in the summer, but someone else really wants a summer spot, you know, next year, we kind of, you know, prioritize things like that. We try not to have reset periods where, you know, things are backing up to one another's too much if they're working on a specific type of account. Um, you know, but for the most part, I think it's, uh, all of our team members have different times that they, you know, that they kind of want to spend those three weeks. So for me, 
December is when all is when all unplug is when all reset. And December has always just been like this magical time for me because it's this like I get to plan for for the next year. I get to kind of like simmer on what happened, what was and and look ahead to what will be. And that's one of the ways that I reset is is planning. And some people would say, oh, my gosh, are you actually, you know, unplugging? But there's this like I have so much spaciousness during reset to actually dream in a way that I can't when I'm kind of confined under deadlines and timelines and launches and things like that. So um, so we have, you know, our we myself and Angelina, our president, we, we take a look at, um, you know, what periods people are kind of requesting and then determine based on the previous year. Did you have a summer spot, a fall spot, and kind of who wants that right now when we're making those decisions? I want to come work for you. I have no clue what I'd do for you, but I want to come work for you. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so funny because my, my mother-in-law always says, I, I, I want to come work for you. And I'm like, you just wait. We're going to hire the world. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Man. We're going to, we're going to grow. So, okay. Yes. I feel like we've, it sounds amazing. Obviously now both, both Carolyn and I and your mother-in-law all want to come work for you. <laughs> Explain how you're managing vacation, sick time um, yeah. now with the mandatory three week reset. Yeah. So, you know, I, our, our sick policy, I mean, we don't have like a limited amount of sick days that you can take too. And the reason that we did that is because, you know, I think when we're building inclusive workplaces that sick policies do not cater to individuals with chronic illnesses and autoimmune diseases. Right. And so or parents of those. Right. And so those individuals then have to show up to the workplace and, and, and push through constantly, right? And off, you know, and suffer in silence and don't have workplaces that actually work for them. And they're brilliant humans and individuals. And so, you know, our sick policy really looks like if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel well, and, you know, you need to start the day later, or um, that day does not work for you, then you notify your manager. And again, because we have this like really communal aspect, our team jumps in, to support you. And we figure out that sometimes that looks like I jump in and help. Like I'm not above anybody on our team to be able to jump in with pitching or writing a press release or editing something. And so, you know, our sick policy is really, you know, it's, it's fluid and that we want to make sure that if somebody has a day where they don't feel well, and that could be from, um, that could be like menstrual related, right. That could be, um, that could be autoimmune related that could be COVID. Um, and so we want to make sure that our employees are, are supported there. As far as unlimited vacation, um, you know, one of the things that we actually do too, and again, people are probably like, do, do, do your team members actually work? Yes, they work. And yes, we get a lot of results and we have a lot of fun doing it, but we have a four day work week. And so we allow. Oh no. Uh, what day are you off? I've probably been emailing on your off day. Everybody picks their, their, their days, their schedule. Oh, so because what works for me might not work for you. So it might be that, you know, for me, it's, for me, it's Monday through Thursday and Fridays are my creative days. Right. And so, um, for others, it might be Tuesday through Thursday, or even for working parents, it might be, all right, I'm going to do, you know, Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday Mm. for us. It's really about like, like is the is the work being done 
Um, not when is it, when is it actually happening? Because yeah. it's for us, we measure things and, you know, is the interview getting booked? Does the client feel supported? Is the speaking engagement happening? Is the brand partnership organized? So that can happen at midnight or it can happen at 5 a.m. And so we have a four-day work week. And so as far as unlimited vacation goes, for a lot of our team members, they like Monday through Thursday. And then they like to be able to have these, you know, three-day weekends. And so they'll take, you know, if they want to go, you know, long weekend away, they might take a half day on Thursday, they get all of their stuff knocked out, and then they they head out. And if there's a hot interview request or something that comes along, um, that's something that can be coordinated in 1530 minutes. It's not something that requires, you've got to be in for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And then but and well, oh, sorry. what are you doing about holiday or sorry, what are you doing about vacation? Like, do people also take or vacation? Or do they need it as much? I mean. So people still take vacation. Like for me, I'll take vacation around Labor Day week. I'll still take that that week off. Um, and I think that happens. That happens kind of less frequently because we've got reset period. And you know, I think pe- folks yeah. might take like one week. Um, but you know, since they've sort of got long weekends. But again, we we you know we make sure that as individuals are going out on vacation, that no team members are left high and dry. That's one thing that I think we've cultivated this beautiful space of nobody ever feels resentment toward others of like, oh, you're out or, oh, you're out. We're excited that each one of us is getting the opportunity to rest. And I think that it's also us continuing to challenge. Um, I can get some of the most powerful work done in 15 or 20 minutes than four to six hours. Yeah. And I have written like a prime example is we had, um, you know, when the inflation report came out a couple of weeks ago, um, when I saw that one of the clients who we represent is a, um, is a uh, financial empowerment organization, nonprofit. And as soon as I saw that headline hit, um, it took me about five minutes to write a one paragraph pitch and to get that out to the most important national media. Well, the Washington Post wrote me back ASAP. And, you know, within 30 minutes, we had the the interview and it was completely done and it was set to air or it was set to publish a day or two later. And so, you know, my response when people are like, well, you know, how can, how can y'all not, y'all should be working more and stuff is check my receipts, check our team's receipts. Cause we're, we're doing, we're doing great. Even with maybe having kind of like those 10 to 15 really powerful intervals, right? Yeah, the for sure. The impression from the client side, being a client currently, um, the results that they have gotten me, you would think they were working 24-7. That's what's so crazy. That's what I love because this works. I mean, and your employees are happy and they're almost as excited as I yeah. am when they get something booked, you yeah. know? And you would think from the outside that they were like nonstop. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, are they like up all night doing this? You know? <laughs> like but that's not. the kind of results, but you're not. And yeah. I love that even more. Yeah. And we, t- you know, I, Thank you for that. That that means a lot and means a lot to our team. And, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because we had a client that texted me the other day and said, you know, how do you how do you all make your clients feel like um, you work for each one of them full time? And I said um, intentionality. 
because it is about being so, so intentional first about who we work with, right? Like who are we the best equipped to be able to help and support? And sometimes that means saying no, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then it means saying yes to, to projects and people that are really values aligned. And then it also means like when we are on, what is the, what's going to be most meaningful in terms of the activities. And so we will have brainstorms. Let's say that like we're struggling to get clients press. We will have an internal brainstorm and we will literally go through all the media targets and say, what would be most meaningful for this campaign? It may not be 150, it might be 10. This would like, this would really move the needle for this person. Mm -hmm. And we focus our attention and efforts there instead of this like, let's throw spaghetti at the wall. And I think a lot of us do that. Like, I think we're just, we're in the habit of, we're in the habit of busy work and constantly, especially as women being like, you know, here's the mountain of things that I've done now think I'm now think I'm valuable. Yeah. And really, it's like, no, we can do one or two things that are really powerful and have significant impact and like, you know, and feel hair flip great. Yeah. In the process. Yeah. Spaghetti on the wall is perfect example of what I've seen with a lot of PR and I, my email is the default one for our podcast. And so somehow I'm on all these PR lists. And so I feel like I've got spaghetti just thrown at me constant, like 20 to 30 emails a day. And I can tell it's just so cookie cutter. Like what really makes me mad. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this. What really makes me mad is when they try to pitch me another registered dietitian to talk about something that I know just as much about or, and I'm like, you have, you know, some, when I'm, if I'm feeling nice, I'll say, Hey, I'm also a dietitian, you know, I'm probably not your best, you know, Yeah. but I can tell it's just like a mass MailChimp, you know, thing. And, um, and so again, when I noticed the intentionality, um, I probably wouldn't have noticed, maybe coined it that, but the intentionality, that's what attracted me to them. Cause I could tell I wasn't going to be just mass emailed. Right. Right. But I wasn't going to be spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No spaghetti here. No. Well, it's delicious though, but we're not throwing it at any walls. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think the other thing too about intentionality is that if you have, you know, it, so you talked about that Washington post example right where you like you guys got that booked you got the interview I mean if that takes six hours or that takes 30 minutes the the in my mind it's like so you just put like a ton of energy into that you like checked that box that was like great work in a day Uh do you then really have to sit back down and try and recreate that again or can you just you know I think that that there's that time where sometimes you need to then be able to say, you know what, I checked that box. I'm not going to go do something for me and I'm going to come back tomorrow and, you know, knock out something else. Or, um, you know, sometimes Carol and I were talking before we started recording about how yesterday I had this like marathon day of meetings. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's only like four o'clock and I am I, t- like mentally I am absolute toast and so at that point I'm like I really just want to pack my stuff up and go home because there's no point in me sitting Uh here like zero but depending on your office culture you can't just pack up and walk out at four o'clock yeah did you yeah no (laughs) (laughs) no 
No, yeah. I had a workout at five, and so I walked out at, you know, I think I actually was late to my workout. You are going to, you could be the game changer in this millennial mm-hmm. startup. I mean, I would love to be, the but elder. I just don't think that they want to listen to the elder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. It's not, you know, it's uh, with the, with the, like the mental exhaustion piece, we do VIP days with clients and, you know, Carolyn knows this and, you know, we had one this week and that's, it's a, that's a five hour session where we are plotting out someone's entire exposure strategy. That takes a lot of energy. And she plotted you know, sometimes... out the rest of my career. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember amazing. you telling yeah. me about it. it. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, and you know, that can, that can start at nine and end at two. And usually after those sessions, I don't have anything else valuable to offer this world. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, we're out, we're done. I got I got to shut the laptop down and, and, and get out of here. And my team understands too, that, you know, Hey, there was a ton of mental energy that was just exerted on this. And so, you know, we're going to make sure that these things are taken care of. But also what I've really had to challenge myself and break out of this habit is that for the most part, things can wait. Like things really can wait. And I think we're just like, you know, there's like some of that anxiety around when I have emails in my inbox, can I actually like be at peace because we're determining our peace and contentment based on the number in the inbox, which is a whole other, you know, issue. Thank God for therapists and helping us with those things. But, you know, I have really had to, to say, okay, what is absolutely necessary today? And sometimes that looks like not responding to someone. Sometimes that looks like getting back to them in a day or two, because I have to be really judicious about what needs a response today versus tomorrow versus a couple hours from now. Um, And so, you know, I think that's, that's a hard habit though. And I'm in a workplace, we've created a workplace in which people can do that, but that's not the that's why I wanted to create this space because I have worked in a lot of workplaces where that wasn't the case, right? Yeah. Like you said, where the culture was, even if you're exhausted, we don't get we don't leave until five. You know, yeah. even if you've had a marathon meeting day, we don't walk out until six o'clock. And you know, and also we don't complain about it. That's just it's just the way of life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just realized it's almost. Um, We've almost hit an hour, and I apologize. We were not expecting this to go this long, but I could keep talking to you, but I want to be conscious of your time. So do you want to go ahead and you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, this was so, so insightful. I cannot wait to see what else you do in this world because, I I mean, Mm. wow, if you're ever hiring and you need something (laughs) that Carolyn and I can offer, I mean, we're here. We're here. Uh, well, but- we we will be, we will continue to to grow. And I'm, you know, I think even for folks that are like listening and thinking, you know, how could I, how do we do this in my workplace, whether it's big or small, you know, I, for us, it's like, we're doing this with the team of five. Wow. And so there's a lot of people that are like, how can things function like this with only five, five people, people, right? Right. Then you're down to four. And it's like, we're we're doing, we're, we're doing it. And so, you know, I think like it's possible to do it in large workplaces. It's possible to do it in small scrappy startups. Like there's a number of applications. It's just, it's, you know, being willing to like take the, to take the risk, if you will. And I think that prioritizing 
individual's mental well-being is both just and profitable because it's sad that we live in a world where mental well-being is a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's wow. like my business is thriving because my employees are well. Mm-hmm. And I will continue to invest whatever I need into ensuring that they're well because when they're well, our clients are well, the rest of the world is well as a result too. Right. That was a beautiful way to end. I know. Well, and we're going to put all of Kristen's information and the new Fashion Co. website and everything in the show notes if you're looking for a job or you just want to learn more about them. So make sure you check it out. Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all so much for having me. I loved this conversation. Well, we did too. So I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of your creative day since clearly we took up some time of your creative day. I love it. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.